Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ghost Spider Groupies, the podcast dedicated to Gwen Stacy of Earth-65, also known as Spider-Gwen and Ghost Spider, where we review her comics, discuss news, and give our opinions about all things Gwen-65. I'm Pax. And I'm Abigail. So, there is actually no proper weekend update for this episode in particular, although... Um, some Gwen adjacent news just came out of NYCC, assuming that she's going to be involved. So yeah, NYCC was just last weekend and Marvel had their next big thing panel where they were just laying out uh, some of the major events they're going to do this winter and later on next year. And one of the events that they're going to do uh, next summer is an event called Summer of Symbiotes. I don't think that's the actual event title, but I think that's just what they're calling it, the Summer of Symbiotes. Yeah, as, as opposed to last year um, and this year where we didn't get any major symbiote events, you see. You know, this will this will help uh, clear up that big symbiote drought that we've had from Marvel Comics lately. Yeah, because uh, the event promised, well, the description said that it would introduce new faces, but also bring back old favorites. So I'm kind of hoping that Gwen is one of those old favorites. Yeah, no, no, I, I, just to clarify, I was joking when I said that we've had a lot of symbiote events. But um, yeah, no, um, yeah, me too. Uh, I, hope, I, hope, I hope Gwen's in it in the same way that she was sort of like in King and Black. Uh, I think it'd be pretty neat. Yeah, but to me, like the title Summer of Symbiotes, it seems like, well, first of all, the slogan for Summer of Symbiotes is suns out, tongues out. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like that, well, in my head, like Null is just wrangling up all of the symbiotes that people actually care about. So, you know, Eddie, Gwen, Andy, Flash, M. Jarnage, etc. He's just wrangling them up into an RV, taking them down to the beach. You can see that there's a beach volleyball game between Eddie and Gwen versus Cletus and M. Jarnage. Uh, Flash and Andy and Dylan and Hank, they're all just surfing and building sandcastles. The sleeper cat's just sleeping on the beach. And then Annie from Venom Beyond just portals in with a pizza. I like that. I like that. And you joke, but I do think that it's probably going to be a little bit more upbeat than the last few symbiote events. I'm not sure because uh, it kind of depends if this is part of Al Ewing and Ram V's plots. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, but could you see a, a beach volleyball match between Eddie and Gwen versus Cletus and them Jarnage? Oh, Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I'd enjoy that. The, the 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 Venoms versus the Carnages. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. And now that I say it out loud, it's also like the Blondes versus the Redheads. Oh yeah, it is. And then when Team Carnage loses, they go on a rampage. Yeah, we gotta keep Redheads away from symbiotes. No offense. But we gotta we gotta work on that. No, you have to keep redheads away from Carnage symbiotes. Yeah, for real. But yeah, uh, no, it's it's been a slow Gwen news month, all things considered. Um, yeah, uh, we're uh, probably gonna get some more substantial news, maybe a couple more months down the line, as the current event progresses. In that, yeah, probably we'll get something after end of the Spider Verse because. Uh, uh, assuming that this is a six to seven month long issue, because that's what uh, Slot said, like we should be good up until right around across the Spider Verse. Maybe she'll get a book just to tie in with the movie. 
Yeah, I hope so. I, or at least there should be a Spider-Verse adjacent book that uses some of those characters. But yeah, at the moment, we're reading uh, for this episode, Spider-Man number one. 2022 in case you're listening to this in the future um and it's uh new content uh dan slot back mark bagley back um morlin also back and it's a spider-verse event end of the spider-verse is what we're reading yeah this actually caps off the spider-verse trilogy that begun with spider-verse continued in Spider-Geddon, and then End of the Spider-Verse is exactly what this is. Yeah, and this is definitely the end. Once they've once they've finished here, they are never making another Spider-Verse book. That's what they're telling us, folks. This is it. They're cutting, they're cutting us off. Unless if someone wants to uh, just go back on Dan Slott's word. Yes, which... Yes, yeah. I honestly, like... Yeah. Um... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we, we previously uh, we interviewed Tim Seeley. Before that, we were reading Spider-Gwen Gwenverse. Um, but uh, for lack of a creator to interview every single month, uh, that's got something to do with Gwen. And for uh, any new uh, Gwen books coming out, uh, we're following this book, which does feature Gwen in a role. Um, so uh, we're going we're gonna to react to that and the book as a whole as well. Um, so if you'd like to read along with us, it is, it is Spider-Man number one. We uh, recommend reading it before this episode. Um, however, we, we still do a synopsis that covers the events of it so that uh, we're all on the same page. And we also recommend reading the Edge issues before going into Spider-Man number one just to get some context of what's going on with Gwen. Oh yeah, that's another thing we read. Uh, was Edge of Spider Verse number two uh, from the twenty twenty two miniseries. Uh, this one um, that 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 is a that is a Gwen centered story in it, um, and uh, in that we see Gwen sort of just vibing on on Earth sixty five, and then getting bitten by a mysterious wasp at the end. So we we are going to see the the outcome of that here. So yeah, well, let's uh, let's get into the synopsis. Let's uh, let's let's do that. All right. So we begin. Peter Parker is doing work for Oscorp and its reformed CEO, Norman Osborne, and his new robot sidekick, Bug. Norman dispatches him to rescue a hijacked Oscorp truck. Peter saves the day just in time to stop civilians from being hurt. He is watched by Shathra and one of her new converts, Annie May, the former pattern maker of the Great Web. Annie May weaves open a portal in the now Great Hive to release her wasps into Earth 616, surrounding the streets around Peter. Also watching are Madame Web, Anya Corazon, and Zarina, the new Spider UK. They use what's left of the Great Web to send their most powerful ally to 616 and send subliminal messaging to get the other 616 spiders to assist Peter. However, Peter is unaware of all the behind-the-scenes machinations. He watches in horror as he is surrounded by Shatter's wasps and the arrival of an old enemy, Morlan. Spidey launches himself at Morlan, not stopping to breathe. Morlan eventually fights back, destroying Bug and reducing the expensive Oscorp spider suit to tatters, much to Norman's dismay. Silk, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, swoop in and stun Morlin, buying Pete some respite, but not before Cindy is stung by a wasp. Spider-Noir arrives too, but instead of helping them fight, runs through Jessica with a mystical dagger. It leaves no physical mark, but it severs her connection to the web of life and destiny, and she unravels into threads on the spot. 
Madam Webb and Anya are dismayed by the scene as they watch remotely, but Madam Webb insists that Peter is the chosen one and that they have already sent enough help. Finally, with a moment to speak properly, Morlin reveals he was actually sent to help them and knocks Noir back before he can do any more damage. Noir reveals he is actually a wasp totem now, complete with mandibles. More portals open up behind him, revealing Spider-Punk, Mayday Parker, and Spider-Gwen as all having been converted to... Boo! Tomato, tomato, tomato. Boo! Like, she got Gwen! She got Gwen. She got so many people. I'm I'm actually, like, annoyed about Jessica. I'm an... Like... Not not to give our opinions on things too early, but, like, part of me was kind of looking forward to the idea of, like, a Dan Slot written, like, Spidey book that was just sort of focusing on, on the spider characters and the Spider-Verse stuff. That was sort of adjacent to the main spider book, but this is this this was rough to to read. This was a rough, yeah. I, I like the way these characters they they're getting like all of the stuff we speak about with like supporting characters getting manhandled for the sake of like dude bro centric writing. This felt like that. Yeah, but I don't think Jess is fridged per se because. Well, when you look at the reactions to Anya and Madame Webb, like Webb is like, mourn for her later, you fool. I think Madame Webb was just being aloof because that's sort of her whole shtick. Like Anya thinks that she's dead. What I will say is I don't think Jessica Drew is permanently dead. If Jessica Drew is permanently dead after this, right? Like if she is not brought back and that is the way that she goes out, I, I think that would be a real shame. And they sort of know that as a writing thing, that it's not very fair, that it's sort of a sort of an unsatisfying death, right? Yeah, it's because when she was stabbed, um, you know, she wasn't killed uh, right away. She just simply disappeared because her connection to the web of life and destiny was cut off. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a magic death, so presumably she can be magically brought back. Um, I, I mean, what I will say though is sort of like there is a sort of like meta uh, awareness of that this is a similar storyline to what has come before we've had other spider-verse events and dan slot's been behind those um and a lot of the characters dialogue is actively referencing the fact that they are quite used to uh these um sort of cataclysms going off and and it's sort of being a bit tropey at this point but I do feel the shock deaths are some of the most egregious stuff that comes out of these events. But it's so dismissive of it. Like, there's this big splash page where Jessica's, you know, initially stabbed by Noir, right? And he's saying, sorry, you deserved better than this, but that's Spider-Verse for you? And I just, I hate that, like, a lot, because it's not the good part of Spider-Verse. Like, that's not the trope that makes Spider-Verse fun. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. No, I think this is just Slot hyping up that this is really the end of his saga for Spider Verse. And, and the thing is, like, is it is that is that even going to be the case? Because unless he plans to completely and irrevocably kill off every single one of these like Spider Verse adjacent characters, they are also all going to continue to exist, right? Post this event, definitely Peter, Miles, and Gwen, because um those three, you know, they can't be killed because editorial says so. And and also marketing. I think the fact that there are films using those characters 
actively in production at the moment would give editorial pause before um, you know permitting their death but like jessica drew dying in this way just just felt mean it felt brutal um and it does feel gendered the way it's being done i'm not gonna lie it does feel very gendered that she's the first casualty yeah, she's the first major casualty. Uh, yeah. The majority of the converts are women, with the exception of punk and noir. It's I say majority, like three out of five. And if you think about it, Jess was pivotal in Spider Verse and Spider Geddon because she had to go undercover as Pirate Queen Jess to, just to get information. And then in Spider Geddon, uh, she had to go on a mission with Spider Force to retrieve Solus's crystal, and then you know indirectly killed Verna. Yeah, um, and and we we this isn't this is this also isn't the only time that they've sort of done this where they have like one of these crossover events where a big bad has very specific beef with Peter Parker, and um, turns his allies into monsters to get to him. Like we had this with last remains um but and and i don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with having characters turn evil or get like vampire bitten or whatever and and turning evil because of that but it's the use of the characters then when sort of in that state because i'm sort of really sad now because it means that we won't really get any good jessica drew moments or any good mayday parker moments or hobie brown spider punk or spider gwen moments like i i wouldn't be surprised if like none of them really say anything and I, I feel like I'm casting judgment. I don't want to be like, this is bad. I really want this to be good. Like, I don't have a grudge against Slot for all that he's written well or not well. I don't have a grudge against them. Yeah, well, we only have like five to six more books, depending on how long this arc really is, to reserve our judgment. <laughs> yeah, I just, I guess, I guess what I really, really wanted, right? Was just to see uh, a nicer spotlight on this sort of section of, of the Marvel Universe. but. It, it does feel like whenever a writer gets a chance to just sort of write it in its full scope, it's to knock it down and 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 kill off with with just just really shock death. Because you know the funny thing is that you know um back in 2018 when Slot ended his run when he was asked if he would ever do Spider Man again because of the fact that it was double shipping or thrice monthly shipping depending on. Uh, how big the story was he said he wouldn't go on it again it's because he felt like that the workload would be um are you aware of that i love lucy episode where she and ethel work at the chocolate factory i have not seen i love lucy i'm very sorry but are you familiar with that scene no i haven't even seen the gif about it Uh, i don't think so no well, yeah, well, yeah, the scene's pretty hilarious because, you know, the uh, chocolate assembly line is going too fast for them. So they have to overwork and then, you know, essentially fumble what they're doing. But yeah, that's what Slot described writing Spider-Man again, like back in 2018 when he ended, like what he felt that would have been like. Yeah, no, I think that's quite reasonable. Like, Dan Slott gets made fun of a lot for not keeping up with deadlines, but it is a little, I say it's little, it's quite a, a, a manufactured situation, especially with the Spidey comics, because they are Marvel's flagship series, uh, where they where they do push out two issues a month. And that's a big workload to keep up with if you want to be coming up with like a, a nice sort of organic creative process in the meantime. And obviously that's fine for some creatives, that's fine for some writers, it's not a problem, but, but clearly it is a problem for Slot, and I, and I don't think he's wrong for wanting to get away from that. 
Um, and, and I think it's a shame that, that now that he's sort of given his own sort of, I guess, section of the Spidey comics to sort of run for himself at, at a pace that he's able to enjoy a bit more, maybe, um, that, that we're still sort of running into these same tropes and sort of like what, what does feel like quite a tired repeat of maybe what we've seen before. Yeah, because um, uh, the thing is, like, I always felt like that once writers finish a character defining run on a particular character, they don't want to touch them again because they've already uh, uh, finger painted all over the place. Yeah, I think I think sometimes maybe, but if they had a good time writing that character, or they or they feel like they had to stop, uh, not because of the creative process, but because they they were sort of forced out a bit more, they may they, you know you can see how they might want to come back. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think that like Dan Slott's voice for Spidey is 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 good as well. Like I don't I don't think like like I think Spidey's lines in this are fine. I think Norman's lines in this are fine. Um, I think Morland's cool. It's just how he treated the Spider Women in particular. Yeah, yeah. Like you run into issues when Dan Slott has to write women. I think I think that's this is the case with a lot of Dan Slott comics. Well. Well, he decently wrote Gwen in Clone Conspiracy, although he probably had Christos Gage to help him out. He did have Christos Gage to help him out. And also, he was trying to set up that Gwen and Kane ship that you love so much. Um, and, and I do think that dragged it down a little bit. Okay, it's not like I want them to hook up. It's just I, I, I want to know what creative stances uh, they have. Yeah, you're just asking questions. <laughs> You just, uh, you just, you're just, you're just trying to see what you're just trying to find the facts. You're just doing your own research. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to like, okay, you, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just r- trying to run a poll. Well, back in Fan Expo, like Zeb Well said, no. Stegman said, if the writer is right, he could see it happen. But you know, and then Seely said, no. Yeah. Um. No, I'm glad Seely said no. But yeah, I. I, I, I think that, you know, like I, I'm not saying Slot can't write women well. There, are, there are obviously some characters which I think are quite compelling that he's written, like Anna Maria Marconi. I think that a lot of these characters would be better served by like taking the spotlight off Pete. But there's this, I guess, insistence on calling Pete the chosen one, and yeah, I hope they deconstruct it a bit in this arc. I really hope they aren't genuinely going to make him the chosen one for the third time even anya is voicing that opinion he's like oh we can't start calling him that yeah like in the in the first comic it's at, at the very least because he's like you know he proves himself over the other spiders it's, it's not great but at least he, you know it's not because of fate necessarily but it is that in spider geddon and it and it it's just that here he's not doing anything like everybody else is doing all this work madam webb does all this work and then at the end of the day Peter Parker isn't there for any of it, hasn't done anything. And she goes, oh yeah, Peter Parker's, Peter Parker's the one we need. And I'm like, if she spent a fraction of the time and a fraction of the lives spent protecting Peter Parker, she'd probably get something done. Like, I wouldn't go this far, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame, I think. But yeah, you know, like, Madam Web's not his mom. Uh, she's supposed to, be, like, she's the uh, custodian of the Web of Life and Destiny. Yeah, she is. Um... But yeah, I, 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 I'm interested to see what direction things go in. I think I might actually like this run once the Spider Verse section of it is over. Even like I think Mark Bagley's doing good work here. 
I think overall Dan Slott writing like Pete and Norman interacting like if we just had a couple of arcs of that that would be fine I, I, I think it'd be quite fun I like reformed Norman I don't even mind the glowy green suit that Pete's been wearing all the time lately yeah that's because a uh, slot has to reference what Zeb Wells does and vice versa. He even joked that um, if Wells gives him a peanut allergy, then he has to acknowledge that peanut allergy too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather them do it this way. I, I don't know if I like the two issues a month. Amazing Spider-Man thing. I think I quite like, I, I guess Batman does it as well, but, but the way Batman uh, has like Batman, and detective comics running at the same time where where they're both hitting slightly different genre notes and they're using slightly different casts so that like it, you can sort of pick your flavor and at the same time the corporation and publisher that's pushing that character get to have their two comics a month i like that yeah but i think this event is supposed to take place before dark web because um well, in Dark Web, Miles is going to appear in Kamala's book and he's back to his classic uniform. And here he's in his new outfit. Yes. I like that outfit. It's gotten hate, but I, I do, I'm a fan. Yeah. So then that means um whatever is uh going on in ASM is going to be inconsequential to End of the Spider-Verse until... Uh, end of the Spider-Verse is over because since this takes place before Dark Web, Dark Web can't mention any of the End of the Spider-Verse stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, it's it's a little bit awkward. I, we'll, we'll see how it all uh, fares in the end, you know, once you read all of this retrospectively and how well it does gel together. Uh, but I'm not I'm not too pressed about whether or not it lines up precisely, I guess, uh, when, it's a, when it's a run being written by somebody completely different. No, we don't have to worry, but I think after End of the Spider-Verse, whatever the next arc is, then I think it might has to acknowledge Dark Web. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, would, it seems like a pretty big thing. It seems like it would come up. If any of you are, are fans of Evil Ben Riley, mm. Yeah, like, so many of the things that we've been reading are, like, just doing a repeat. I've just, like, I've just, I'm... I'm you know, gobsmacked. The the things the things we were reading, all like we read Clone Conspiracy, it's happening again. We read Last Remains, it's happening again. I just we can't escape it. But do you think Ben not being included in Last Remains was doing him a favor? I don't know. Um, maybe. Yeah, honestly, probably. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and uh, yeah, all of the people being included in Dark Web, like yeah, other than obviously Pete and Ben, there's also the X Men, Madeline Pryor. Venom, uh, Ms. Marvel, and MJ and Black Cat and Norman. Yeah, yeah, it all sort of. Yeah, well, well, we'll uh, we'll get to see how all that pans out. I don't. We're not going to do dark web here on this podcast. I don't think. No, because Gwen's not in it, and even if she were, like, she she would feel so out of place. Yeah, she would. I she I think she definitely belongs in this book, even if this book is harsher to her. Um, but yeah, like uh, just just on Gwen. Uh, her status right now, we don't get a lot of her. We might hopefully get something from her in the next book because it's just appears that she's joining the fight here. But yeah, that final page that we see, yeah, it shows her getting got by Shatra. Yeah, that's a turn that we're using whenever a villain gets a hold of one of the heroes to their side. Getting got. Yeah, um, we've got a look at her sort of Shatra infested look. Uh, she's got like a tattier looking hoodie. She's got like uh, mandibles. Um, she's got uh, these 
How would you describe these kinds of eyes that they all have? These bug eyes. I think they're just simply called the uh, uh, bug eyes. Yeah, with the with the like you know how like a fly would have or a wasp, of course, um, yeah. where the spider lenses normally are. Yeah, and I'm really really hoping that this is just a red herring because you know everyone knows that Gwen has a symbiote. Everyone in Spidey office has to know that she's got a symbiote because she's in that weird in between place between the symbiote office and Spidey office. Although they're technically the same thing, I feel like that symbiote office is just a little offshoot of that office do dan slot and mark bagley know which is the question and do they care enough to make uh, any changes to the design yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't it's not uh it's not the most pricing thing honestly i've been uh, like compared to like you know whether or not will she get to speak what will she say if she does yeah. um they, they've introduced this uh thing that has happened in this issue where like jess has been killed off and the other three 616 spiders of uh, Pete, Cindy, and Miles have all been stung by wasps as well. Um, so the ending here, it might not necessarily be a fight straight off with. It might be more of like these... It's a join or die ultimatum. Yeah, it might it might be like Gwen and Mayday and Hobie and, and, and Noir trying to convince the three to convert. Um, and we might see Cindy or Miles do that, maybe. But I feel like that with uh, Gwen, like, I only brought up the symbiote earlier is because, you know, she can use the symbiote to change her appearance. And, like, I have a feeling that she might be the inside woman just uh, joining Shotter's team just to gather intel. And then she just, uh, all for show, just changes her appearance into a spider wasp because this is doing, if it's true... This is the exact same thing that Flash Thompson did during Spider Island when uh, the Spider King was captured. Like Flash infiltrated the Queen's inner circle using his symbiote to disguise himself as the Spider King. Um, I mean, it would be a cool trope to use if that's what they're doing, but nothing to say that so far. And, you know, plus back in King and Black, you know, Gwen was able to resist, you know, multiple attempts at null controlling her. You know, and I feel like Null's a more powerful god than Shadra, and just to have her like fall for someone that's lower in the food chain. Yeah, I, I mean, if they were writing it well, they wouldn't have done it to begin with. I don't think. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think they would have done it like this. But yeah, it just seems really weird. You know, you can resist multiple attempts at possession from the space god, but not the wasp god. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess we'll find out. They they might show us how some of these characters did turn in the end. Um, they might they might do a flashback for one or two of them. In the next issue, I could see them doing that. They might show Gwen or Mayday or Noir or whoever turning into the Wasp. The only other two people who weren't shown at the end of the page who also got got were Spider Ham and uh, Mini Spider UK Billy. Yeah. I don't think Mini Spider UK Billy is going to show up. Yeah. I think I don't yeah. think that was an in canon. Yeah, like even if it was, I don't think Billy would be taken seriously. Yeah, no, I don't think it would be. Um, so yeah, uh, what what did we not cover about Peter? Uh, so the the current status quo they are using in this book is from the Zibwells Amazing Spider-Man run, which is which is concurrent to this. Um, he is employed for Norman. Uh, he is working for Oscorp. They have issued him this sort of like Iron Man-esque 
glowy green suit that riffs on the traditional red and blue. He's being called the chosen one a lot. He's the chosen one on this event, apparently, and he does get stung. Yeah, there was one panel of him showing uh, getting stung. And then the panel after that, that's when he realized Noir has the dagger. So yeah, that's that's how Pete's doing. And I actually do like Pete's voice here. I, I enjoy the Peter Parker interactions. I enjoy him singing while he like stops the van hijacking at the yeah. start of the issue. It's because of the hyphen that he gets all worked up. Yeah, I like that he's got a weird peeve about punctuation that he is trying to intuit from how people are saying Spider-Man to him. Because obviously he can't read dialogue like we can. <laughs> Yeah, but no, that was even addressed back in the Spencer run during the, uh, um, I think it was the heist arc. Yeah, when uh, he was working with Black Cat and uh, Odessa didn't include the hyphen. You know, that's Odessa yeah. Drake, you know, Felicia's former acquaintance. Yeah. Who else have we got here? We've also got... Um... Oh, but we also have to mention that once Moreland comes into the picture, he immediately just starts uh, uh, swinging fists. Yeah, because uh, obviously every time that Morlin shows up, is he is a sort of like rabid vampire trying to kill Pete, and it's pretty hit or miss whether or not Pete is going to be able to beat him. And yet he's sort of not that here. No, because because Morlin is just taking his hits. Like Pete's not giving him a chance to speak. Yeah, we we were reporting on this podcast, and you know, fully expecting for him to be sort of like a co-villain with uh, Shathra, but it appears he may be a uh, surprise sort of ally to the team. Yeah, I think this is because someone's threatening his food, so he common interest. Yeah, maybe he's just restraining himself then. Um, because the last that he was seen was during Sinister War. Yeah. He killed Boomerang. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Damn. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure maybe that's also part of the reason why uh, Peter's beating him up. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty tragic, that. Um, yeah, we've also got um, Cindy, who also flips out at Morlin as well. Yeah, because she said that she spent like 10 plus years just hiding from him. Yeah, and uh, that I think that's related to how she got stung as well. Yeah, and I feel like that with Moreland, like, at first I thought that his alignment with uh, the spider army was pretty sus, because, you know, he also wants the spiders dead too, but probably apparently just by his hand and no one else's. Yeah. And anyone out there, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, it seems like, you know, Moreland is many things, but I don't think a liar is one of them. Yeah, um, he's not, I don't think he's pulling, pu putting one over on them. Like, uh, he's sort of one of those characters where if you, if you, if you, you know, if you wanted to kill Peter, you'd have a pretty good go of it, just just coming straight out the gate there, but doesn't try it. And is he even the big gun that Zarina was talking about? Yes, absolutely. I think I think that's what they meant. But what I pretty found uh, a little bit funny was uh, when Spidey was still swinging at him, how Moreland's just standing there with an annoyed look with his uh, fists on his hips. Yes. Like saying, "Are you done?" Yeah, no, it was it was funny. It was it it was funny right up until he crushed a bug. At that point, I was just sad. It's like if we're done here, so we can attend to more adult manners. Yeah, but I think Moreland's alignment with the spiders was spoiled with the cover of Spider-Man number four, where he's shown on their side. Oh, I hadn't read the solicits that far ahead. It it was a surprise twist for me when I read it. In the issue no there was no solicit released but only the cover was leaked all oh, right okay that's interesting that doesn't happen often no 
like it was it first came to bleeding cool i don't oh. even know why i'm bringing up bleeding cool but that's just where the uh covers along with some other covers minus solicitations were leaked it's interesting that um yeah uh so we've got the two factions then introduced in this sort of conflict we've got shathra who is it does seem to be our main villain who's the sexy wasp lady yeah and before edge yeah she hasn't been seen since uh, christopher yost's scarlet spider where she was the final antagonist kane as the other was forced to transform into it to kill her but it seems like um, I'm not sure if this is the past version of Shatra that was unleashed or if um, Kane only just killed her physical form and then um, Annie Mae just plucking that strand of the web just reconstituted herself. Kane is like the main 616 spider that we should have seen come back. Um, no. Yeah, Kane hasn't been seen since Spider-Geddon and um, uh, one of the articles I read... According to Nick Lowe, he most likely won't be seen next year. This is ridiculous because this is this is Kane's villain. This is this is so silly. He should be here for it. Um, yeah, like this is Peter Parker centric storytelling gone mad. It really is. It's just it's just too far. Like I thought she would get revenge on Kane first, right? Like. If there's this thing which is like, ah, yes, yeah, summon the 616 spiders to to help Peter Parker, and like the one who has experience with this villain doesn't show up. Weird. It's, it's strange. Or maybe Kane got the invitation, but he was like, hard pass. Yeah, but the thing is, like, he was he was uh, a, a main player in the initial Spider-Verse event. He had a lot to do as the other, didn't he? Well... Kane is no longer the other 982 Peter is. Yeah, hopefully he'll show up at least. Uh if his if his kid has been all chathrified, um, has got got and and that'll be an interesting interaction. But like, I feel like there's a lot of really like genuinely interesting interactions you could sort of mine these characters and these characters' histories for. But it's sort of just not being done. Um it's just sort of what Pete thinks about things. And for obvious reasons, we know Ben's not in this. Yeah, Ben's not in this. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, so. Shathra's uh, plan is to sting everybody, turn them into like wasp hybrids, and replace the web with a hive that she can control. Which is yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Wasps are the worst. Yeah. Well, well, um, just to go off on a little tangent, some yeah, um, sometimes I kill some wasps at work because uh, they're just on the window i don't want them stinging me like while i'm working yeah no they are um... so everyone just relies on me to kill it like they know i'm about to kill it when they when they see me take my shoe off yeah wasps are scary they are they are evil like i'm i'm very open to like lots of different like wildlife especially like scary grim wildlife but wasps they they are evil yeah because they can sting repeatedly they can they can they are mean they are built to be mean, and I am just a cute, fleshy, soft human. I, I don't stand a chance. <laughs> now I'm wondering if those wasps at work, if they're actually shatras. No, I'm kidding. Yes, they're they're trying to they're trying to turn you into a into a they're trying to get you, <laughs> shatrify you. One way or another. No, we don't have the rights to that. Song. No, we don't. Um, they will definitely. I don't think they'll sue us. 
but they're going to get us one way or another. Yes. Um, and so opposing Shathra has been Madam Web. Madam Web has been pulling strings and sneakily telling people. Um, and she's been going around recruiting, uh, as we've seen in the Edge of Spider-Verse miniseries. Uh, we've seen herself, Spider-UK's uh, Zarina Spider-UK, not uh, Billy Spider-UK, uh, Anya. And we've got the, the, the fresh-faced spiders from the, the miniseries uh, each issue introduced a new one. They're all in there. Uh, at some point, we'll see them, uh, but they did not show up uh, in in this. No, um, I think they'll issue. show up at issue probably issue three at the latest because um in Edge number three, Anya recruited a Night Spider, like the Felicia of that reality, uh, to pull off a heist in a seemingly hopeless cause. So I guess um if Felicia has to steal something. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And she's on the cover of Spider-Man number three. Yeah. And there's also... Um, also, what's going on with Anya? Anya going back... What's, what code name? Like, what's her superhero name? Yeah, she went back to Aranya because in Edge number one, she discovered that her old powers were resurfacing because the Sisterhood of the Wasps, her first villains, uh, they resurfaced too. Okay. Um... And so, yeah, that team is the one who's recruited Morlin. It's their, it's their doing. The Spider Army plus Morlin? Yes. And they're hiding somewhere. Where are they hiding? It's got like a style to it? Yeah, it said that they would reveal the designation next issue, but it kind of looks like some sort of newspaper style world. Yeah. Um, uh, in, and yeah, that's, uh, that's Spider-Man number one, I think. That's, that's all the stuff going off. I am, but yeah. Um, I'm ho- I'm hoping it picks up a bit. I'm hope I'm hoping it tries to subvert expectations. I really hope it doesn't follow the traditional formula here. I'm just hoping like um, Gwen gets treated better in the later issues because well, before this was revealed to be just an arc for Spider-Man, when I thought that this was going to be a book book. I thought this would be Gwen's story because, hey, if you got the first one where it's Peter's story, then the second one was Miles' story, then I thought by logic, this should be Gwen's story. Yeah, I think quite optimistically we were hoping that like Gwen was going to get a lot of play. Like in a lot of the end of the Spider-Verse like initial press releases, it was just, they were just calling it end of the Spider-Verse. We didn't know it was going to be called Spider-Man. And Gwen was in the art, um, like the featured in quite a lot of it. And it was like, oh yeah, so we're going to get Gwen doing stuff in the spider-verse that's fun um but no um and also another thing why didn't shatra also go after spider zero i'd be interested yeah spider zero not showing up to me is like strange like this should be heard time there is so much cool stuff to do right you can take this concept and i think you can do really interesting stuff with it but because they're so focused on making peter parker a chosen one for no reason other than the fact that he's he's their favorite um we're, we're not going to get i think m- much in the way of that i i really do hope spider zero shows up it would be a shame to not use her yeah, because you know spider zero has karn's job she's supposed to protect the web of life and destiny and yet she's nowhere to be found yeah well unless if shatter got her first yeah yeah that would be that'd be sad but yeah um because yeah, she did say that she has tracked, converted, and killed uh, some of the spiders across the multiverse. I'm hoping Zero's not one of them. Yeah, me too. 
like, well, have you been reading any of the Edge issues, well, aside from number two? I read number four today. I also have number five. Um, something's gone off with my Forbidden Planet order. I need to take a look at it. But yeah, I will read them. I think probably by the time issue number two, uh, we do that for the podcast. To... Which are the ones that you have read in full, just number two? Two and four. Oh, two and four. I'm trying yeah. to... Re- oh, yeah. Yeah, I felt like yeah, number four was the very outlandish issue of the five. Oh, it was great. I had a really good time. Like, like this happens every time, right? Edge of Spider-Verse ends up being better than the Spider-Verse event. And the reason because is is Peter isn't the focus. And they're able to use the concept more freely. And it's more interesting. It happens every single time. And Edge of Spider-Verse number four was excellent. Spider-Ham pretending to be dark and gritty. Very funny. And uh, Spider-Princess. Adorable. Yeah, a spinstress. Yeah, or uh, a a disabled uh, spider person who's like able to like use their hypermobility and crutches to do cool spider tricks. Very cool. Oh yeah, Sun Spider. She previously participated, and so that's why she was like at the end of the issue again. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that confused me initially, but yes, yeah, I see. Yeah, no, I thought I thought excellent, great stuff. I really enjoyed that issue, and but the spirit and the and the like you know, like creativity that is going into those books is not coming here because Peter Parker is in the way. And the thing is, I think Pete can be used in an interesting way as well. But if you, if you keep giving him the same thing to do every single time, which is be the chosen one, it's not going to be very interesting because his character arc starts out with him being perfect. Well, remember what Gwen said when Peter Parker gets involved, things tend to become all about him. Yeah. Yeah, and the writer who wrote that was very correct about other writers at Marvel who do this. No disrespect to Dan Slott. I don't have a grudge. I respect the creative process, and I think it's a shame that you've had to rush through so many issues. But still, please write women. Like, write them, please. It's either, like, a lady writer is going to handle them very well, or at least, uh, like, if it's a man writer, like, just do them well. It's not hard to, like, give characters in motivations independent of men. It's not hard to do that. It's not complicated. I just... But yeah, with Peter Parker, it seems like even if the other spiders just have a little bit of an inkling of the spotlight, then no, it just goes to Peter right away. Yeah, I guess I guess we'll see how it goes. We will be back uh, for each subsequent issue of at least this arc. And I hope to the Marvel gods that we get some interesting subversions of our uh, pretty low expectations right now and hopefully um hopefully the announcement of a proper spider-verse book for spider-verse characters i would enjoy that or at least maybe the a teasing of a new gwen book because if miles is getting one in december just after his uh recent saladin ahmed run just finished and it's this soon i'm really hoping that gwen would get one sometime down the line yeah one would hope one would hope well the solicit for spider-man number two says the end of the spider-verse rages on after the tragedy of the first issue our spider heroes try to make a plan against morlin but morlin isn't their only problem shatra is back and more powerful than the last time she nearly killed peter and ezekiel Last time, Peter tricked Shatra, and she's had plenty of time to plan his death and the death of all spiders, all caps, exclamation mark. Wait, so this Shatra is continuous with the previous appearances? Because uh, 
back in the uh, I think it was in the uh, uh, JMS run. That's when Peter and Shatra first face off. Okay. And uh, well, the last spider that she fought canonically was Kane. So they're I don't think they're counting her appearance of Kane here. But yeah, you can tell that the uh, solicit misdirected with Moreland being an antagonist. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we're gonna find out. Um. But yeah. Now we find out that that tragedy was Jess. Tragic is the word. But yeah. Anyway, since we are doing a monthly schedule, since adjectiveless spider-man is a monthly book and that's the only time we'll ever be seeing gwen yeah we'll be reading spider-man number two next month so you know as always we're gonna put the links in the description of what to buy and where to read it and uh, if you wanted to uh, shoot us any questions our way you can tweet us at gs groupies on twitter or we have an email ghostspidergroupies at gmail.com we also have a Kofi page if you wanted to chuck in a few bucks to help us with an upkeep. That would be much appreciated. Yes, please. But anyway, until next month, yeah, I've been Abigail. And I've been Pax. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.